welcome everybody to Beyond the Shadow. I'm author and researcher Mike Ricksecker. We have a fantastic show coming up for you tonight. We are going to be talking about past lives, reincarnation, dreams. We even get into simulated universe. We're going to be hitting a lot of different topics, but all having to do with uh, the past lives, reincarnation uh, mode of conversation. So I will say this. Um, Nicole has a fantastic uh, video coming up uh, the beginning of next week, uh, basically covering what happens if loved ones reincarnate before we pass. So um, being very careful here not to steal any of her thunder. It's a great topic. And um, I was kind of piecing some things together. Basically, what I'm doing is uh, I'm going back through a lot of my older material for Beyond the Shadows and the old Inside the Upside Down and um, and revisiting those topics, um, and some of you will understand why. But, I mean, some of these things we need to, you know, kind of have the conversation uh, from time to time. There's other people in the mix now that weren't around when we talked about these things before, and there's always new things that we are uh, discovering. So, before we get any deeper into it, I do want to say this episode of Beyond the Shadows brought to you by 100 Road Roast. It helps you hunt ghosts. And that's for Tim. So uh, we still remember you, Tim, of course. And uh, for those of uh, for those of those who are listening to us on KGRA Radio on Saturday night, we do appreciate you listening to us on KGRA Radio, as well as all those who listen to the other podcasts uh, platforms as well, like Spotify, iTunes, uh, iHeartRadio, all of those. We absolutely appreciate that. You can watch the live stream show. So. Join us live, ask your questions, and, and all of that uh, Wednesday nights through the Connected Universe portal. So uh, those that are members of the Connected Universe basically get that backstage pass into the live stream. We have a secret back door for that, and you can come join us and ask all of your questions. And uh, definitely going to be taking questions this evening on uh, on past lives, reincarnation, dreams, simulated universe type of uh, type of topic. So where I'm going to start with this, because I have like a whole, uh, you know, bullet point list of, of different items uh, to really get into this. Uh, are we're going to start with dreams and past lives are some of our dreams of past lives that we've had. Now we hear a lot of stories about uh, like children who have these you know, vivid memories of lives that they never had, of um, people that they knew, uh, you know, family members that aren't family members. They might remember jobs. They might even remember how they died in that past life, which is, you know, really, really interesting, uh, some of those stories. Aside from those stories, some people have these very, very vivid dreams that seem very real and very lifelike. And people do wonder sometimes, okay, was that a dream of a past life? And I know I've talked about dream visitations before. We're not really going to go down the dream visitation route. Uh, this, this is a little different in which you're actually uh, remembering, having a memory from a past life. And it can be hard to discern, you know, what's just a very lucid dream, uh, you know, something that's extremely vivid in nature and what may actually be a, a past life. And so I've had at least one that, um, that I'm pretty sure was, a, was actually a 
past life memory. And I see others that are joining down there. Tom McNicholas is in the house. Good to see you. Sarah Yusuf is here as well. So uh, thank you very much for, for joining us as well. Uh, and that particular dream, and I know some of you down in the chat are, are familiar with this. And basically what was happening, I had this dream when, when I was a kid. And within this, those who say we don't dream in color, you know, total BS, especially with this particular dream. Uh, in this, I was actually in a battle. I was out in the jungle in a battle and it was in the jungle. And I'm seeing, you know, the enemy out in the trees and I'm you know, trying to shoot my gun uh, at the enemy. And then all of a sudden, one of them just out of nowhere pops up right in front of me, puts a pistol right to the middle of my forehead, boom, pulls the trigger. And I would say everything went black, or I think people would expect to say everything suddenly went black, but that's actually not what happened. All of a sudden, I saw all these vivid colors. It was like a swirl of very bright colors, almost like melted crayons kind of going on, or maybe uh, you know, like a very vivid kaleidoscope that was going on. And I saw that for, I don't know, several seconds. I, I, you know, how, how can I really know, right? Uh, but it seemed like, you know, for several seconds, this went on this swirl of different colors. And then all of a sudden, I was back in the jungle. But there was nobody there. Nobody was around. Uh, you know, my, my buddies were gone. The enemy was gone. Everything was pretty quiet. And then the dream proceeded to end. So... After this this happened, I mean, I had a suspicion then, even as a child, that this was something that was a bit more. That was a uh, that was something that was a, a past life of mine. I, I guess I've always believed in reincarnation, past lives, and all that. Uh, you know, all the way back to when I was a child. Even though I grew up Catholic, and that certainly reincarnation certainly is not uh, you know Catholic doctrine like at all. Uh, you can look back into some of the, uh, you know, lost uh, gospels like the the Nakamadi scriptures, or uh, you know, some things that are in the apocrypha that you can see where there were, uh, you know, early beliefs in Christianity of uh, of reincarnation, and those things were basically you know ripped out, uh, you know, of our, our current Bible. But uh, so this was not you know a belief that I would have uh, would have grown up with, but something in that dream was like. I believe this was a past life. And one day when I was a little bit older, I was um, I was actually you know 18 at the time. I was back home from my technical training school, uh, which was, in, you know, this was when I had entered the Air Force. Uh, I'd gone through my basic training in Texas, had my, uh, my tech school in Biloxi, Mississippi, and I was back up home for a couple of weeks before I went to my first duty station in Alaska. And I was, you know, at dinner with a friend of mine. We just grabbed a couple of burgers at, uh, at Burger King. Uh, actually I would have had chicken tenders. <laughs> I would have had their chicken tenders. Uh, in any case, uh, so I'm telling her this story. I don't know how we got on the topic, uh, but I ended up telling her this story. And uh, a few minutes after I was done, there was a guy that came up. Uh, he had been the next table over, and he's like, you know, I don't normally do this, but I couldn't help but overhear your story. Here's your number. I want you to give me a call. 
Uh, and of course, he would have overheard me say that. I believe this was a uh, past life and all that. Um, of course, I was, again, I was only 18 at the time. And even though I, had, you know, as much as I could, again, small town, uh, tried to look into these sorts of things, you know, of course, no internet back then. Um, I was just like, yeah, I'm just, uh, I didn't call him or anything like that. But it always got me in the back of my mind. I wonder what he wanted to tell me about that. Um, you know, was it that he had had similar type of dreams? Was it, I mean, for all I know, this guy could have been a, a medium uh, or, or a psychic or, or some sort. Uh, you know, maybe I described a a scene, because he was a little bit of an older guy. He might have been a Vietnam vet. You know, maybe he was there or had a similar experience while being over there in Vietnam. I have no idea. But that's a time frame that I relegated to is this was a a vision of a battle in Vietnam, and I died in that battle. I was born in 1974. Absolutely conceivable that in my previous life, I died in a battle in Vietnam and then reincarnated. Maybe, I mean, it could have been a year, a couple of years, I have no idea, but reincarnated uh, later as me. So I see some questions coming in down here. So uh, we're going to get to some of these because I saw some comments like, hey, great question, stuff like that. Um, so let's see. We had, I think, think Tom McNicholas here. Why do you think most of us cannot remember our past lives? Do you think it's our new programming to fix issues from our past? Uh, I, I think we would be a bit overwhelmed if we knew uh, all those details from our previous life. Um, you know, I, th I think there's something that happens on occasion where we get glimpses of it, usually unbeknownst to us, you know, kind of like in that dream. I mean, that was very traumatic, uh, you know, seeing a, a vision of a past death. Uh, but I think, like, when you go to locations that all of a sudden, you've never been to it before, but all of a sudden it seems extremely familiar to you. You're like, I've been here before. It's like, I've never been here before, but I've been here before. And so we kind of ch chalk that up to, you know, the idea that you may have been there in a past life. And that's why it seems so familiar. Maybe it was, you know, the former town that you lived in or the neighborhood or a place that you used to visit a lot in a past life. You know, it could even be in another, another country and you're over there and you're like, this, this seems like home. And it very well could have been your home in that previous life. But I think, you know, it, it, it's kind of almost enough to remember what's in our own lives now. Imagine, you know, remembering all those things from previous lives. And, you know, if, you know, your, your losses from that previous life, you know, think about as you age, you know, the older you get, the more people in your life you start to lose. So imagine remembering all those people along the way in your former lives that you would have lost. That's a lot of sadness to, to bring with you. Um, if depending on the period of time that you may have lived in, it could have been a very you know, hard time. There could be a lot of turmoil that you went through. Maybe, you know, maybe you were in some wars and some battles. And so, I mean, you really want to carry that PTSD with you into another life. So I think we're kind of given a blank slate um, with, I don't know, almost like a, a bit of an intuition with us in the back of our minds, like the little voice in the back of our minds, keeping us on a path that, hey, 
while you don't remember all those things that happened before, there are some things that you are down here trying to accomplish and do and learn. So, um, you know, very good question, Tom. Very good. Um, so, and then he also had the question, do you think our friends from our past lives also return as our new friends? Well, there's the idea of like the soul group, um, that those people that were family members or very good friends, it, you kind of come back together lifetime after lifetime, or, you know, maybe you might skip a couple lifetimes, but you can, you're kind of in and out with a certain group of people. Uh, you may meet them, you know, in, in this lifetime, maybe not. Uh, but yeah, there's, there's that idea out there of like a, a soul group and you all kind of, uh, intermingle from lifetime to lifetime. So, uh, all right. Um, so Sarah Yusuf, do you think that past lives are a lesson type of mechanism to evolve the energetic soul into the simulated universe? You know, I'm going to hold on to that, Sarah, because I am going to talk about uh, simulated universe stuff here uh, in a little while. So let me go ahead and pop that down here with my simulated universe point. So we'll come back to that question. It's a good question. So, all right. So that said, with that particular dream, you know, can we dream of uh, moments from past lives? Yes. Uh, people will go and have past life regressions and discover that, you know, yes, maybe that, that dream was uh, part of or a memory of a former life. And it might not even be that. It might not even be from a dream. It might just be that they have, um, you know, some concerns going on in their current life and they go under hypnosis and all of a sudden they end up, uh, you know, having that sort of regression and memories pop up. Or they may even just be, you know, curious. Hey, I, I want to go through uh, some past life regression. want to find out about former lives. Um, I've, I have attempted that once it was at, uh, Silicon a couple years ago. Now, uh, Rebecca Smuck was the, uh, was a psychic who was trying to help me through that. And she, she's known for, for doing past life regressions. Um, so I was curious, I wanted to basically like kind of confirm that, um, that that dream that i had had was indeed a past life. You know, I'm like 99.9% .9 sure it was, but I figured this is what she does, or big thing of what she does. Let's go ahead and get it confirmed. Um, we were almost there. I was entering hypnosis. I felt myself going under. She said that she saw me going under. This was, again, it was at Silicon, which is basically in a, a mall there in, in Mattoon, Illinois. And we were in the way back of, a, uh, of an empty store that they had, they had opened up the front part of it for part of the event. Um, we were all the way in the back and people weren't really using the front. So it was pretty quiet back there. Like I said, I was almost under and all of a sudden a motorcycle outside kicked up and snapped me out of it. So I didn't quite get there. Um, she said what she had picked up, um, using her you know, abilities, uh, a, a past life that she was picking up was actually myself as an accountant in the 1940s in that I was an accountant for some, yeah, some shady kind of people and that I had whatever the heck was going on. Some, some deal went bad. 
and I was basically murdered over whatever this was. So again, I, I meet a, my demise uh, through gunfire, but it almost makes sense if you look at the timeline, you know, if this is true, if, if, if that, what she picked up on is true, it almost makes sense that, okay, I would have lost my life in the 40s as this accountant would have, uh, you know, would have been reincarnated. It could be late, uh, it could be late 1940s, early 1950s. This would be my parents' generation who grew up, went off to, fight in the Vietnam War, and then, boom, I would have lost my life there, and then reincarnated now as me. So that timeline makes sense. So it's very, very interesting. And so, uh, I, and I haven't tried a past life regression since. I mean, basically, you know, that was the, the, the autumn before COVID. And so we had, we had discussed, uh, she, her husband, and I, because they're up in Detroit, uh, getting together at some point, um, because I was still living in Illinois at the time, during one of my travels back uh, to Ohio and just kind of connecting somewhere in between and trying it again. But then, you know, COVID hit, I moved back here. We'll figure it out one of these days to try it again. It'd be very, very interesting. So Sarah Jane, you work for the mob? Um, maybe. <laughs> That's kind of what it sounds like, right? Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> It'd be interesting to explore more uh, for sure. So, um, you know, what's interesting about that is, um, you know, I kind of have a note here that there are a lot of people who believe that they, uh, they had a past life of a, you know, of a famous person. You, know, you hear a lot of people say, well, well, like, you know, you know, General Patton thought he was the reincarnation of Julius Caesar. I've heard, you know, some people in, in uh, today's age, and I won't mention the specific person I've heard this from, but, uh, you know, believe that they're the you know reincarnation of of edgar casey i've heard i don't know how many women uh tell me that they are the reincarnation of uh marilyn monroe i've heard that from from several people <laughs> so uh you know why is it always uh you know a famous person uh you know looking at these couple of things at least from myself you know i was some what nameless soldier in in vietnam um, you know, probably pretty young, uh, you know, so many kids, you know, died in, in that war. So I might've, you know, been 19, 20, 21, something like that. Uh, and prior to that, I would have been, you know, some, you know, accountant for, you know, like you said, maybe a mob boss or whatever. Uh, and so, yeah, the, the accountants didn't have any, you know, fanfare. It was always the mob bosses that, that were, uh, that were popular or whatever. So yeah, these, these aren't, named people. Uh, and so I'm more apt to believe those sorts of things than, you know, somebody, you know, coming up and saying that, you know, I'm the reincarnation of Abraham Lincoln or, or whatever. So, uh, <laughs> Nicole, I'm the reincarnation of baby Yoda. <laughs> so you're the reincarnation of Grogu. Yeah. But I like baby Yoda better for sure, rather than the, uh, than the Grogu stuff for sure. So, uh, Sarah Jane, it also sounds like you died and quickly returned soon after. Do some souls wait years before they return? Perhaps that's a Nicole question. Um, yeah, it's a good question. I know Nicole will be touching on some of that in, uh, in, uh, her video release, uh, next week. So, you know, cause she's getting into, uh, like I said, you know, do, 
you know, some loved ones reincarnate before we pass away. So, you know, is there a chance that we go to that home world and not see them? So, um, I haven't watched her, her video, but I know she touches on some of those subjects. So it might, might be more, more of a her question, but um, it does seem to me that there, um, you know, it's not an immediate you know, reincarnation. There are some people that uh, believe that the light that you see at the end of the tunnel is, you know, your mother's womb in the next life. And I, I don't believe that. So I do believe that there is some time that passes, but, you know, time... You know, time is a human construct that we've developed here uh, on this world. And time in the hereafter works differently. We say that, but we don't know exactly how it works, right? Um, of course, I also believe that you know, all time, past, present, future, is all happening concurrently. So very, very different. Uh, we're not sure how that works, but it does seem that there may have been um, you know, some years between each, but only like a couple Seems like maybe it was only a couple years in between, a couple Earth years. So, all right. Uh, the other the other question that I see a lot, um, especially when we talk like you know uh, past life regressions. Anybody who's familiar with Dolores Cannon's work uh, will have noticed in her work that she does cover uh, past lives in other on other worlds, like other planets. Uh, you know, as as alien life forms. And some of those, you know, descriptions are really interesting where uh, people have this past life regression and they're describing their bodies as, you know, basically, you know, like totally not human. They have very, very interesting descriptions. Uh, they'll describe that planet a bit. Uh, so we may be getting glimpses through those regressions of other areas of the universe. So can we reincarnate, you know, as these alien life forms? I believe that that's that's possible. If you know, if we ourselves are just a consciousness, who's to say that you know our consciousness couldn't you know slip into you know some some sort of alien life form and have a life there? Uh, there are a lot of people who believe that you know uh, you know all alien life out there is actually some form of humanoid that you know we are planted here from other. Uh, you know, from a species that's very similar to us that was trying to survive, and they they put us here to you know make sure the race survived, and you know it's kind of evolved over the years, uh, and they they might look differently now, we may look differently now, uh, but they're they're the same. So the consciousness would then slip from one to the other, from life to life. Um, so this kind of gets into a lot of ET and extraterrestrial type stuff, and what you might believe, uh, you know, are the are the grays you know, other forms of us, um, you know, are we a, uh, you know, an evolved life form from them? Are they what we become if we go out into space and, you know, gravity starts working differently on our bodies and things like that, uh, which I don't want to go too far uh, down that rabbit hole. But, uh, you know, could it be that, you know, we reincarnate as you know, a gray alien? I know somebody down there is going to say, you know, could you reincarnate as a shadow person? <laughs> I know somebody, somebody's got to ask it down there. Uh, and, and to answer that, I mean, I suppose it's possible depending on what you believe a shadow uh, person to be, which I believe that they are a myriad of different things, not just one. So some, of course, human spirits, but others that are like uh, ETs or, or time travelers or, or what have you. Um, 
you know, could that just be a, you know, our consciousness, you know, from another time? Sure, absolutely. So, you know, is there a possibility that you will at some point be a, a shadow? Um, yeah, yeah, you could be at some point. You may have already been a shadow entity. Oh, think about that. <laughs> um, so Nicole down there, uh, saying, a few things in this field are verifiable at this time, but that's how people find answers. They ask the what if and trust question their own experience and the experience of others. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're asking these questions now, and we're trying to fill in the blanks with, with the knowledge that we have at this point. And like I always say, I retain the right to change my mind. So while I'm saying all these things now, and I have been about a lot of you know, different types of topics over the years, I always retain the right to change my mind. It's, it's right right in the the forward of of my book uh, or I, the in, the introduction of a walk in the shadows uh, that I retain the right to change my mind and anything that I've written in there and you know with the second edition I've added a lot more material that not necessarily changed my mind anything that I had published from a year ago but I do mention in there that from beliefs that I had what was it eight nine years ago now uh, that I have changed some of those beliefs as to you know who or what shadow entities are. So I retain the right to change my mind in any of these things I'm saying today. Um, if you are listening to this or watching this five or ten years from now, you know please, please after watching this <laughs> or listening to this, uh, catch up with me. Uh, like I said, those those five or ten years uh, in in the present day, and see where my opinion is now. So it may have changed a little bit. Uh, all right, so um, another question that I get a lot or that I hear a lot, do we carry over traits from other lives? Um, and Tom's saying, I always thought I was reincarnated from Oliver Hardy, um, um, really related to his director, Hal Roach. Okay, that's interesting. Um, so one of the things that uh, we do talk about here, and it's, it's, we're getting into that now, Tom, because we are going to get into like, um, you know, genetic memories and things like that. So, uh, you know, do we carry traits over from other lives? And also another question, you know, are, are we possibly like one of our ancestors and that sort of thing? So we're going to start getting into, uh, you know, some of this, uh, you know, there's, there's that belief uh, that from other lives that we may take an injury with us. Or we were talking a little bit about this last night with uh, with Nathaniel Gillis on Edge of the Rabbit Hole, that um, you know, sometimes if somebody has like a large birthmark, uh, some people believe that that might be you know, a bullet wound or maybe some other uh, wound that was suffered in a previous life and it's come back as, as that birthmark. Uh, there's also the idea that you know, if, if you're born with, um, you know, some, with, in, in, with an injury, like right out of the womb, like there, you know, your arm doesn't work right, or, you know, you, you perpetually have a bad knee or something like that, that it's, uh, you know, something that has, you know, lingered from, uh, from another life that came over, you know, may, maybe you were, you know, crippled in some sort of accident in a previous life. So when you're, you know, born into this life, you know, you have some, you know, back issues or problems with your legs or something like that. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm a little mixed on that. I mean, there's no way to, you know, prove any of that, of course, but I, I wonder how much of 
um, of that particular idea um, goes down like the the route of of karma. Like you know you you know you did this thing in your previous life, so when you come back in you know your next life, then you know there's going to be these uh, you know certain traits that you have or um, you know that that are not good, or you're going to have some sort of deficiency because you know it was it was your karma you, you know you're you're carrying this baggage with you into another life um i mean it, it could be again i mean there's no way to know for sure I mean, you could do a regression and try to find out um you know you never know but there are a lot of people who do believe that that you you carry some of these things over with you from one life to the next i mean in you know physically and i do believe that the the soul the consciousness the uh uh you know your spirit you know has some inkling of a memory and i think that's why it comes out sometimes you know in dreams that you know there's still a, you know a fragment of it there that you're able to access and i don't think you it's intended for you to fully access it um like through a dream or through regression i think those are ways in which um you know, the, the human has been able to tap into it. I think you're given that like little bit of an inkling that's there um, as part of your conscious to know that, hey, you're here, you know, for some reason, for some purpose to, you know, learn something or experience something. And without that inkling uh, in, in the back of your mind somewhere, then you're like totally oblivious. But I think there are ways that we're able to kind of tap or poke at that little bit that will give us insight. I think that's what we end up like kind of tapping into a little bit when we do these past life regressions or all of a sudden, you know, the, the dream world will, will tap into it. So, um, I started talking about, uh, like genetic memories in, in passing, uh, things down through DNA, you know, is that, uh, you know, a trait or what's a trait or memory from a past life? Let me get a uh, little sip here. My mouth's starting to get dry a little bit. So we have done, uh, in the past, we've done shows on genetic memory. And this is really, really interesting. So basically the idea is that um, when you're conceived, that whatever is in your parents' DNA up to that point, you have the potential to inherit. So, you know, whatever your parents' status was at that point in time, physically, mentally, whatever, um, that's been encoded into their DNA that when you are conceived that you may take on some of those traits. So, uh, you know, and this even goes for, you know, like memories. So the, the question uh, that, was, that I threw out there in one of those videos was, do you have your grandfather's memories? You know, could you you know, would you possibly be in, able to inherit, you know, some of those specific things? Like, um, there are certain things that I'm told from time to time that remind people of my grandfather. People hear this stuff all the time, like, oh, you know, they're, you know, you know aunt so-and-so used to do that or used to say that or used to have this mannerism. Sometimes it's the way, you know, maybe we carry ourselves or, you know, the, the way we might just like kind of lean uh, you know, on, on our hand or something, um, you know, might be the way we, I don't know, maybe even rub our eye or make an expression that, you know, it's an expression that, 
you know, uncle so-and-so or aunt so-and-so or grandfather or grandmother used to make. Uh, and so, you know, we've kind of inherited those things, you know, just even like the little, you know, type of subtle things. Now, anything after you were conceived that your parents may have done, of course, you're not going to be able to uh, inherit that because it's, of course, after the fact. But anything before that is kind of like fair game. And so um, you know, that that's a whole nother, you know, rabbit hole to jump down. So, you know, in some of these, you know, apparent memories that we have, you have another layer to kind of try to sift through, you know, what is possibly a past life or what is possibly something from, you know, like a grandparent or a great grandparent, you know, it's, it, it kind of really muddies the waters, but it's a possibility that's on the table. And if we are reincarnated perhaps into the same family line, that that would really muddy the waters even more. So um, it's, it's a fascinating uh, area to get into. And um, I think as we learn more and more about DNA and you know, how that works. And of course, we're getting into technology in which we are, uh, we are editing DNA, we are splicing DNA, we're, we're doing all these different crazy things with DNA strands to, uh, to essentially almost like recreate humans, that's going to muddy the waters even more, but we may be able to, um, you know, take some DNA from, um, from a child and compare it to, uh, you know, like a grandparent and be able to determine, okay, which traits does the grandchild have that was the same as, you know, the grandparent and, you know, be able to deduce, okay, they are inheriting these things from the grandparent. But as far as these other things that they are doing and seeing and experiencing, where are they coming from? Are they coming from the past life? Um, so it's, it's, it's really uh, a fascinating area of study. Uh, my fear on that whole thing when it comes to DNA is because uh, they've already started doing this out in China where they are actually uh, encoding newborns, or I guess basically upon conception, uh, changing DNA when they're in the womb, uh, of creating uh, specialized humans, which is, uh, you know, very mad scientist-ish. <laughs> um, so, Nicole, if we are reincarnated and learn lessons, does that mean everything is pre-planned? How does this affect, affect free will? That is a great question. Um, kind of like the whole timeline thing you know, is, because I believe we have free will, um, but what's really mind-boggling about all that, because I also believe that you know, time is working concurrently, past, present, future. So that really almost adheres to predestination. And even so, if past, present, future is all working at the same time, how does reincarnation play into that as well? Um, I don't necessarily believe it's pre-planned, but I believe what ends up happening um, is that as we do things in one life, having that free will, it affects the past. 
So past, present, future can all affect each other because it's all happening concurrently. So it's not necessarily pre-planned. I think it just makes modifications that in most cases our, our mind ends up changing, but in other cases it doesn't quite change it properly. And that's why we end up having things like the Mandela effect, that people are having memories of things that on the surface appear to have never happened, but you have a large group of people that remember things a certain way and they have like no connection to each other. But they're like, wait a minute, this is the way things used to be. You know, this is what had happened before. So I think that we do have that free will. Um, it just, you know, as the timeline changes a little bit here, a little bit there, um, you know, our, our memory, again, just doesn't quite get modified enough. So I kind of almost wonder if you live, because I'm trying to live until I'm 126, if you live long enough um, and people think you're starting to like go senile, um, I'm actually, what I'm starting to wonder is maybe these people aren't necessarily senile. It's just that because they've lived so long and so many things have been modified because of free will and how it you know will change that timeline that they're just their mind can't make sense of all the memory changes anymore um so it's a little it's a little different than the idea of like all the parallel universes that's that's kind of where i i differ on the kind of the multiverse thing i don't necessarily completely disregard the whole multiverse thing i do believe that there are you know, some parallel universes. I don't know if there are infinite amounts. Um, I know that there's a, a lot of people who would, you know, try to convince me, you know, there are absolutely infinite amounts of, um, you know, of parallel worlds. But I, I think, you know, aside from those that are parallel, um, I think what happens is our current world gets modified enough that a lot of those changes happen right here. They don't necessarily spawn off some other universe. Like, that's the thing that I always have the, that's a, that's a problem that I always have with the multiverse thing is that, you know, the idea that every time you make a decision, like I'm about to, you know, pick up this cup of coffee and take a sip, like somehow that generated a whole nother universe as opposed to a universe in which I didn't pick that up. That, to me, that seems a little bonkers, but um, it just, it just seems like way to the extreme. Uh, but uh, I think in like this current universe this current world it could have made some very very minor change somewhere that will ripple through time and space uh, i'll get into the whole multiverse parallel universe thing uh at an at another time because uh, i do believe in in it to a degree um and I, and I think, so like I said, I retain the right to change my mind. I think there are a number of things that I have been learning over the last few years that have opened me up uh, a lot more to the concept. Just still, the idea of taking a sip of, of coffee and now there's a whole other universe because of that. To me, that's a little extreme, but I do believe on it uh, in that to a level. And so then there's also, when we talk about reincarnation in past lives, can we reincarnate to a parallel world? Well, there are beliefs out there that when we uh, when we're in that home world, and we'll get to the idea of that kind of 
I always call it the home world. People, I guess, would call it the afterlife or, or whatever. Um, you know, I guess some people call it heaven. <laughs> but that um, some people have reported that, that those that have had near-death experiences, some have reported that they go up there and you know, they're, they're talking with people or whatever, but there's some people that are there that are like only a fraction of themselves, that they have bits of themselves, of their consciousness, out in a multitude of different worlds and universes, each one, you know, learning something. And so they're there, but not quite, you know, in, in focus with everything that's going on in, in the home world. And so they can converse and talk to you, but kind of their, their minds elsewhere because they're, they're kind of tuned into what's going on with all of their selves <laughs> that are in these, uh, in these parallel worlds. So it's, it's kind of an interesting concept. And I don't know if you can, it's almost kind of like splitting yourself like a Horcrux, right. From, from Harry Potter. Uh, you know, I, so I don't know about that. Uh, you know, again, leaving my, my mind open, but could you, after being up there in the home world for a while, reincarnate into a, a different universe? Um, well, I mean, if you could, uh, you know, reincarnate into an alien life form on another planet. Why not into another universe? Like basically if you are, if you're up there and you're kind of, we'll just say looking down into the world for, you know, for lack of a better term, just to kind of visualize a little bit and you're looking down and you're seeing like a bunch of doorways, you know, go to universe one, go to universe two, three, four, and you're seeing all these doorways or a lot of people liking it to, you know, a bubble, like each of these universes are, are different bubbles. You know, could you choose bubble one, bubble two, bubble three, uh, and, and go there? Um, you know, why not? You know, why, why wouldn't that be an option? You know, some people believe that you, you know, choose your parents uh, before you're born. Okay, well, if, you know, if you believe that, why couldn't you possibly you know, choose the universe that you want to go to? Yeah, I want to go to... Uh, you know, uh, you know, planet Earth and universe beta or, you know, uh, I don't know, planet Zulu and universe uh, geranium. I don't, I'm just coming up with, with words, but, um, you know, why not those be options? You know, do you get to choose your gender? We, we don't know. We, you know. we we speculate, you know, people have, where we get a lot of this information from are, you know, people have had uh, near-death experiences uh, you know, people who have, um, you know, have had the past life regressions because people do have like those past life regressions into that home world. Uh, you know, people who have, well, like mediums and channelers and, and things of that nature that have, you know, talked to some of these people uh, that are on the other side, people who uh, converse with their spirit guides and, you know, maybe they've gotten some messages from their spirit guides as to how it works. People will say that they converse with angels and get some of these different ideas. So that's where a lot of this stuff is, is coming from. It's, it's not like, um, you know, somebody travels there and comes back and says, yep, this is what I saw. This is the way it was. Here's some photographs. I got it on my, I got it on my phone. You know, we, we don't have that. It's not like somebody threw up a YouTube video from the afterlife and said, Hey, this is what's going on. Um, so we're, we're dealing with scant bits of, of information here. And a lot of it, you know, ends up having to do with, you know, you know, theology and, you know, your belief system and things like that. So, um, so this kind of gets back into, uh, you know, as we're as we're getting into the idea of this homeworld simulated universe, 
because um, that's essentially what you know a lot of our religions teach us without using that word. I've, I've mentioned this multiple, multiple times that um, you know religions from around the world have basically described us being in a simulated universe without using that specific term. You know, they'll have some other name for it, whether you know, you know be heaven or paradise or you know whatever. Um, and that we we came from there. We're here for a little while. We do whatever, maybe learn something, or we're here for a specific purpose. Whatever that may be, we don't know. Uh, we we think we know, right? And then we go on, uh, or we're here. We're preparing for something, and then we go on to that other world. So that's basically the description of uh, of the simulation. You know, you can think of it like you know the one that everybody always uses as an example. You know, The Sims, where you know you're you know, you have your normal life that you live day to day. You sit down in a chair and all of a sudden you're interacting uh, with this other world as a character avatar. And then, you know, you're doing whatever in the game world and then you, you know, you exit, you're done. Uh, and you basically have that with you know, with any of these types of, of games. And so that's why, um, or it could just be, you know, kind of quote unquote simulation, like, you know, The Sims or like Second Life was one or, or what have you. Um, you know, that's kind of the, that's kind of the idea. Um, I know there were some questions down here. Uh, so Sarah Yusuf, do you think that past lives are a uh, lesson type of mechanism to evolve the energetic soul in a, uh, in the simulated universe? So that's kind of, well, I mean, that's, that's one thought that uh, we are basically jacking into the matrix for lack of a better term to, to learn something. So you think of like, uh, we'll we'll take the Matrix movies for a moment, and you know Neo when he was doing all of his training, he was you know jacking into a uh, what they called it the construct, and they would load up a simulation, and he would learn something within that simulation, and then he'd unplug, and he will have learned it. So yeah, that that's one concept of of uh, of how this is all working. Uh, as far as um, like where okay, where do we go when we pass? So is it is it like in that movie that you know we're jacking out of the matrix if this is the matrix, and you know we're in this this home world, you know we're 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 back home and we're hanging out with everybody, um, or are we possibly? just loading into another construct. Like, remember, with that movie, the, the construct was just white space. And then they would load up a program and it would populate that space with whatever they were trying to do. You know, whether it was he and Morpheus sitting in a chair or walking down the street or the dojo, you know, whatever it was, you know, you know, give me guns, lots of guns, and, you know, here's all these guns that load up. You know, do we just, you know, end this program that we're in right now and go to that white space and wait for another program to get loaded up. Don't know. Uh, you know it's it, it's a possibility uh, if we're talking, you know, simulated universe. You know, so when we when we die, when we passed, is that where we go? That construct, rather than to home. Is is it is the home world like everybody hanging out, partying, or whatever? Is that just another program that's been loaded up? Is there still another level? beyond that we don't know uh and then of course the, the question why do we come back you know do we get bored <laughs> that was kind of um 
like Nicole and I were uh, watching The Good Place. She introduced me to that show. It was kind of a, a cool spin on the afterlife. And so, you know, one of the issues with, you know, The Good Place was people getting bored because they, had, they weren't sitting in a lap of luxury, you know, and they were just bored out of their minds because they had everything handed to them for, you know, eons. So do we come back because it's like, okay, we we hung out with everyone. We're cool. We're good. Do we go back? Now, you know, to have something to do, I don't know. Um, but it's an idea. So, uh, Tom, does does this mean we could have lived the future and reincarnated to someone from the past? You know, that's a good question. So, um, so when we pass from this body, can we reincarnate to, you know, somebody from 500 years ago? That's an interesting question. Um, I like that, Tom. <laughs> I like that. You know, because if, if time is not, uh, if, if it's all past, present, future, running concurrently, and certainly in the afterlife, it runs a, a different way than, uh, uh, than we know it here on Earth, you know, is it possible that we could actually reincarnate into a past? rather than, you know, the next, uh, uh, the next year in the future, the next couple of years in the future. Um, that's interesting. So that almost makes you wonder, people that have had these past life regressions in which they're on a, uh, another planet or they are another life form or whatever, you know, are they actually getting a glimpse of you know, possibly the future where, you know, humanity has moved off of earth and now they're elsewhere in the universe. Uh, that's interesting, Tom. I like that. I actually really like that. I'm going to have to uh, definitely dive down that concept uh, a little bit more. So um, interesting. I like it. So, all right. Um, Sarah Yusuf, if the idea of the soul is an object, why couldn't it move throughout dimensions in space-time. Um, well, it's... A lot of people believe that the soul... Now, it is measurable. I believe they measured it at, like, a gram. And that experiment was from the 1800s. Uh, it was deemed unethical. They did it with a handful of uh, people. And then they were told to stop. And nobody has replicated the experiment since then. It's been, like, hundred. 40, 150 years since they've done that experiment. Uh, but it, it does seem to have a weight, but it's also considered to be light. So there is an idea, of course, you know, we talk like astral projection and things like that, that. The soul can move throughout dimensions and time. I believe that when we get to the point of real time travel, that that's what it's going to be, that your consciousness, your soul, your spirit, whatever you want to call it, uh, we'll be able to traverse dimensions in time. It's a matter of trying to figure out how to do that. So you could uh, leave this body and travel elsewhere. People astral project now and do that, where they're able to, you know, whether it's to go visit loved ones. I've, I've heard astral projection stories of, you know, where they're going up to the moon or Mars or, or what have you, and they have that silver cord that's attached to the body where they're able to not get lost and come back. So... Uh, the, the concept is already there that uh, that 
you could move throughout space and time, visit moments. You could visit moments in the past conceivably. And this is where I talk about um, example. I always use uh, the movie somewhere in time or uh, the book bid time return, which is what the, the, um, you know, the, the movie's based off of that. He was actually able to will his consciousness back to a different point in time. So, um, so yeah, that, that can be done. Uh, I just, I, I say it can be done, but, uh, it's, it's a, I guess it would be a very, very learned art, <laughs> but you know, people astral project now. Uh, the other, the other point that I had here was, um, you know, cause we were talking with personal resonance, uh, last week. And so, you know, at what frequency would this, this afterlight resonate at? I, I believe, um, you know, it's something that we, I don't know if it's necessarily immeasurable. I think scientists are, you know, picking up on it now when they, when they do things like get scans for back background radiation of the universe, uh, when they're looking at things like dark matter and, uh, and things of that nature, I think that it's within there. And I think some of these things that they're actually detecting, um, don't yet really realize what it is that they're detecting. Cause they, they don't, they really don't have all the answers. I mean, even like when it comes to dark matter, they're like, this is something that's there. We don't know what it is. We're just going to call it like dark matter right now because it's, it's basically like filling the void. Um, so I think we're just like really, really at the very beginnings of, you know, learning deeper things about this. I mean, uh, you know, the scientists right now are, are going to chalk it up all to, you know, you know, like physics and, you know, quantum physics and, um, you know, trying to determine the, you know, the, the, the development of the universe, when the universe will end, you know, all those, you know, basically kind of like hardcore um, physical type of things. Uh, I think as we continue to learn more and more about these things, I think they're going to start realizing that, you know, what it is that they're protecting in a lot of cases are, you know, our consciousness and that the, you know, the universe is, filled and all connected with that, that living consciousness. And when we, we, we always talk about going on into, you know, going up, right? Well, I don't necessarily think it's going up. I think it's just, it's kind of going out. It's, it's all, it's all here. There's just many, many parts of it that we can't see with our physical being right now. So, um, yeah, Tom, you do, you do, uh, spark, something interesting in my head quite often. So, cause you've, you've done that before where you've had a question like that. And I was like, you know, Tom, that was actually a really, really good question. Um, I'm definitely going to have to you know, look into that. So that one about reincarnating into a, a point in the past was actually very good. Um, all right. So we are getting down toward the end of the show here. Um, and we're just we're going to go ahead and wrap it up. Uh, see, Sarah has one last question here. Is the key to gaining access to the heaven frequency as being a good person, accumulating positive lessons and experiences? Well, that's kind of like the point system from the good place. I don't, <laughs> um, I don't know. That's that's almost kind of like okay, you're you're basically asking me, you know, how many 
points do you need to go to heaven or hell? And I can't answer that question. Um, you know, we move on elsewhere. Um, you know, people would talk about, you know, higher vibrational people, lower vibrational people and, and things like that, especially, you know, you'll, um, when you do some research on, on astro projecting, there are people that, uh, you know, in their work will, you know, warn you against interacting with lower vibrational beings on the astral plane, things like that. Um, you know, I can't necessarily ask or answer, you know, kind of like on a, uh, almost like a point system. Um, you know, as far as like the, uh, like the resonance of that, okay, you're thinking more in terms of resonance, as far as the res, I mean, I don't know what, what the specific frequency that is. Um, you know, it's obviously something that is not normally, we don't normally see it with our eyes. I mean, we've talked, you know, numerous times here about, um, like seeing an apparition or a shadow and there's like for a fleeting moment where you know we resonate you know our human body you know resonates for a moment at the same frequency as that other entity uh you know what exactly that frequency is we're not sure i mean we resonate between a certain frequency and at some point that thing does as well that's why we're able to see it when we do but everybody also sees it differently because it's a little bit of a different frequency so we talked a bit about well we talked about that uh in the shadow dimension coming up so um so be on the lookout for that so right, everybody thank you for joining me here on beyond the shadows talk about past life reincarnation dreams simulated universe uh, all sorts of different topics so uh join us next week for edge of the rabbit hole on the edge of the rabbit hole channel on youtube we have carl johnson joining us to talk about uh to talk about the shadow dimension which we were hoping was going to be out by now uh we'll still talk about it but we just won't be able to let everything slip <laughs> during that show uh so i guess we'll end up teasing you a lot uh with that one so all right everybody you have a good night